At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead right here on VSN, the sports betting network. Greg Peterson holding down for Scott Seidenberg. Scott is going to be back tomorrow off of what I'm sure was an absolutely lovely trip for him and glad to be filling in tonight as. We've got ourselves a locked and loaded show. My producer, Jason Cotton, did a great job of booking this one as in 15 minutes, Dave Tooley, he does an amazing job here at the network. He keeps track of a little bit of everything, whether you're a fan of baseball, football, basketball, you're able to go on and on down the list. He's got you covered with a little bit of everything. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what we're currently getting in terms of betting trends in Major League Baseball. If We've been seeing any movement in terms of some of these teams, in terms of the futures market over there. And then on top of that, he always does a great job with some of his system plays as well. He's going to be taking a look at a few first five bets, so we're going to be diving in there. And then we're going to be joined as well by a couple gentlemen talking some football tonight. Tom Caselli does a great job being able to take a look at football for the Action Network, 8.15 Pacific time, 11.15 p.m. Eastern. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be diving into that and then... We've got one of our good friends, Will Hill, over here at the Vegas Ads and Information Network. If you are looking for a little bit more in terms of your local team, we've got a bunch of city casts. We've got them for like Los Angeles, Chicago, Denver. You're able to go down the list. Will Hill does the one for New York, so you know what? we got to talk about those Metropolitans. We've got to talk about the Yankees. we got to get set for the upcoming football season. Then in the final hour, you've got... Andrew Kaylee does a great job over there at Covers, taking a look at the game of baseball. We're going to be doing some previews with him. So we are all locked and loaded, and we're all locked and loaded in terms of getting set for the upcoming football season as well as we've had a couple question marks with regards to a lot of these contracts. And a lot of these contracts, now they have finally gotten resolved. We wound up seeing the one with Kyler Murray, and that wound up coming with questions about independent clauses. But I think that this is a time of the year that I've said it a few times, and I will just continue to repeat it. This is sort of the noise part of the year in which there's a lot of things that we're going to call what it is. It's not going to mean a lot at the end of the day that is right now getting circulated. There was a lot of hubbub as to, oh, Debo Samuel's not going to get a new deal. You knew that he was going to get a new deal. The question was, how big of a new deal was he going to get? He is getting a $73.5 million deal, and... This is just one of those things with the San Francisco 49ers that they absolutely had to make because they are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And when you wind up having a young quarterback in there like Trey Lance is, 
You need to provide him with as many weapons as humanly possible. And Debo Samuel, one of the most versatile players in the NFL, I think is the best way of being able to put it, the way that they want to be using him to be able to run the ball. And then on top of that, him just being a Swiss Army knife guy in the passing game as well, that is going to be able to help them out. And when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers team, I think that they're one of the more interesting teams of this NFL season because they're a team that I thought that if they wanted bringing back Jimmy G and they wanted beginning with Trey Lance being out of the fold for this bunch, even with Jimmy G overcoming some offseason surgery, I did feel like with Jimmy G and their win total at 10, you'll be able to take it over. With them now pretty much saying that Trey Lance is going to be the guy, and at this point, it's just a matter of where Jimmy G winds up falling, and that's really the last domino to wind up falling this offseason because right now we're looking at the Lamar Jackson deal, but we're going to call it what it is. Even if Lamar Jackson does not wind up getting a new deal before the season, it's not going to be too much of a distraction. Lamar Jackson, it seems, is very comfortable playing without a new deal. He is pretty much self-represented in this case as well, and it is one of those things where I don't have a lot of concern moving forward with the Ravens. They're going to be able to bounce back after they wind up having a bunch of injuries last season, but now with the 49ers, they do have... Debo Samuel in place. And if you thought that Debo Samuel was going to be holding out, well, I believe that it's now year number three in the NFL for him. He just wasn't really in that sort of a sticking spot. And on top of that, the reason why you're not going to see a lot of guys holding out moving forward is we remember what wound up happening with Le'Veon Bell a couple years ago. Yeah, that did not go well for his career. So you figured that there was going to be something that wound up getting done. But getting back to the main crux of this, you San Francisco 49ers, I feel like with Jimmy G out there, their floor was going to be significantly higher. Now, this ceiling is obviously much higher when you wind up having Trey Lance out there because Trey Lance, he's able to do things that Jimmy G just cannot, especially with his feet. So, I mean, that's going to be absolutely massive for the 49ers. But right now, if you're taking a look at the 49ers, whether it be odds to be able to win the division, their season win total over, you're able to go down the list. You are able to bank on this defense being tremendous, and I do think that they are absolutely going to be. I mean, you take a look at the way that the 49ers were able to play last season, and they've got darn near everyone coming back. Nick Bosa, 15 and a half sacks. They did wind up losing one of their pieces from last season as D Ford now out of the fold for this team, but I mean, we're going to call it what it is. D Ford just could not wind up saying out there for the San Francisco 49ers in his tenure in San Fran, but with that said, what you're taking a look at with the 49ers right now is what are they going to be able to get out of pretty much Debo Samuel along with Trey Lance, who he wound up completing right around 58% of his passes, saw just 71 attempts. And the big thing with putting your chips in the basket of Trey Lance right now, in my opinion, is you're banking on a guy that he wound up playing one game is final year in college because I do think that he wound up not having a senior year because he wound up going into the NFL early but that said you're banking on a guy that wound up playing one game in 2020 in college and that one game in college it wasn't against the SEC heck it wasn't against the Pac-12 the Big Ten anything like that it was against Central Arkansas if you turn on the tape he wasn't that good. We're just going to call it like it is. I mean, you have to go back to 2019 to really get a good sample size of them. And for North Dakota State, obviously one of the best FCS schools out there. If they were to compete at a Power 5 level in college, I mean, they'd be better than a team like Kansas or something like that. I don't know if they would necessarily be a winning team out there in the Big Ten, but certainly a very good program. No if fans or buts about it. But still, you're going up against teams that are out there in the West Coast, 
part of the country, and it's just not the same level of talent going up against South Dakota State as opposed to going up against, oh, say, the L.A. Rams. That's a little bit of a step up in competition, and I don't know if I could trust an A-team that is quarterbacked by a guy that wound up having one game of college experience at the FCS level in 2020 and 71 snaps last season to be able to push a win total. You need it 10 just to get a push to go over 10 wins, even with all the weapons that are around them. Now, obviously, when it comes to the NFL, we have seen quite a few of these teams in recent years be able to do it without necessarily dominant quarterback play. And when you do wind up paying your quarterback a little bit less, it allows you to be able to put weapons around him. I mean, the one Super Bowl that Russell Wilson wound up winning probably should have been two if they would have decided to run the ball on the goal line for... Many of you guys, that's a sore spot. For many of you guys, that's a moment of triumph. That's a whole nother discussion that we could have on a whole nother show. But I mean, for the Super Bowl that Russell Wilson wanted winning, obviously, wanted coming on his fresh rookie deal. It wanted coming while he was making significantly less. Now you're able to do that with the San Francisco 49ers as well. You got to figure that they're going to be looking to get Jimmy G off the books. And they've done a great job of being able to surround themselves with a lot of talent. And you do notice that when guys like Aaron Rodgers wind up getting paid. It does wind up making it a little bit more difficult. A big reason why Tom Brady has been so successful is, I mean, because he is Tom Brady after all, but I think when you wind up diving into it, the fact that Tom Brady has always taken a little bit less money that allows for more weapons around him. It allows a team to be able to go out and get, say, a Julio Jones right at the start of training camp rather than these other teams in which, well, with the Green Bay Packers, they were having a tough time being able to balance the books. They wind up trading away Devontae Adams. Now, what wound up happening behind the scenes in terms of Devontae Adams getting moved, that's another ball of wax as well. But when you wind up having a quarterback making north of $40 million as opposed to a guy that's making a little bit less, you know what? You're able to surround the quarterback with a few more weapons, but you still need a little bit of experience because even someone like a Russell Wilson, who I was mentioning a little bit earlier, he had a little bit of time under his belt. Heck, I mean, we've seen a team led by Joe Flacco be able to win the Super Bowl. Once again, Joe Flacco, that's when he was, and I air quotes here, betting on himself, now making as much money, and you're able to put someone like an Anquan Bolden around him to be able to help him be a little bit better. The ground game was very good. The Ravens, they were able to surround him with a great defense, and 49ers have a solid defense, and they've got weapons around him. A healthy George Kittle going to be able to help, but is Jimmy G going to be... I'm not even going to say terrific or anything like that. You don't need him to even be a top 10, top 15 quarterback, but you can't have him be a bottom 10, bottom 8 quarterback in the league and expect this team to be able to get to 10 wins in a division that involves the Arizona Cardinals that they've got their question marks with New Hopkins. They've got a little bit of question marks in general with regards to as well, the health in terms of the ground game, too. I think that going back to last season, that is going to be a little bit of a concern for the team. You're obviously dealing with the L.A. Rams. Good news is you've got the Seattle Seahawks, who they certainly aren't what they were in past years, but I do think that that is going to be fascinating to take a look at as well. And speaking of San Francisco, anyone that wanted taking Sunday Night Baseball, probably a little bit happy with this city come Sunday night as the San Francisco Giants. They are currently in the top of the ninth inning. They're up by a count of four to zero. We're certainly going to be taking a look at baseball a little bit further and something that we always notice in terms of the ma- in Major League Baseball, or at the very least, I've been noticing these teams that they do wind up coming off of Sunday Night Baseball. That Monday, they have been fader roonies if you wind up doing that on last Sunday where the San Diego Padres, they wind up playing against the Mets. They wind up losing. They go to Detroit, big favorites. They wind up going down 
That has been certainly something to take note of. A little bit of a different circumstance in that San Francisco is actually going to be hosting the game on Monday, and now we're going to be finding them as an underdog come Monday. It should be interesting to wind up being able to take a look at that in the San Francisco Giants. Certainly a team that they are going to be playing for their lives. The next few days in general, as the trade deadline, it is approaching. Typically, we wind up getting it on right around that July 31st, August 1st date. Winds up being a little bit pushed back this season because... Well, you wind up seeing July 31st wind up falling on a weekend. So that is why we're getting things a little bit more backloaded in the beginning part of August. So we should be seeing a lot of that. And we're seeing a lot happening in Major League Baseball in general. And a man that does a great job with his systems, being able to find some good opportunities to be able to make some money. That'd be Dave Chuli. Man covers like every single betting sphere that you're able to take a look at. He's going to be joining me next right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to dive in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As per usual, please do drink responsibly as it is a lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and Dave Julie does amazing work here at the network. He is a man that dives into a little bit of everything, whether you love the NBA, MLB, NFL, list goes on and on. Dave, as he covered on all of it, you're able to follow him on Twitter at ViewFromVegas all together as he does a great job taking a look at the trends in all major sports. And Dave, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, great, great to be here. And uh, hey, it's uh, <clears throat> coming up on August. Football contest signups coming up. Hall of Fame game on Thursday, <laughs> day-to-day baseball. It's uh, yeah, fun time uh, here in the sports books yep. when, when it's not pouring inside. Yep, that is very, very true. And credit to the folks at Circa behind me. You've got the big giant TVs and everything like that. They wound up being a little bit affected by the storms, and they've got everything all back up, running, looking immaculate. So got to give them a little bit of a shout-out. And you want to mention it. We've got the Hall of Fame game that is going to be coming up for Thursday, typically a game in which... We're going to call it what it is. If you're very, very, very thirsty for football, it's football. 
what kind of football you're getting. I don't know, but it certainly is football. But I know you've got a little bit of a play here. Right now we're finding a total as low as you're going to find it in an NFL game. Well, a preseason NFL game at that too. But 32 and a half. Las Vegas, they're anywhere between a one and a half to a two-point favorite. Game is going to be taking place, as it always does, for the Hall of Fame out there in wonderful Canton, Ohio. Take me through this one, because I know you're going a little bit contrarian, and when I say contrarian, it's not typically what you'd expect. Right, because in the preseason, um, again, you're going to hear on Beeson this week, and then especially next week, a lot of people talking about betting preseason football, and one of the things that I I always espouse is usually under or pass, you know, because again you have offenses that aren't clicking yet, and the coaches are trying out uh, to see what kind of depth they have on the benches. Uh, the offenses don't usually put up too many points, and that's why you see this total of thirty two and a half. And again, I would normally say under or pass. But I, I kind of think that this number has been set too low at 32 and a half. Uh, now, you know, you can just have a 17-16 game and it'll go over. Or, or 2013, it doesn't have to be high scoring at all to go over this total. And I think with Josh McDaniels taking over the Raiders, I mean, obviously we're not going to see Derek Carr. But I, I think there's going to be an emphasis on offense there. Um, he got Jared Stidham as, as, as a backup. He'll get some time. And then you also have Nick Mullins, a former 49er. And uh, the Jaguars have C.J. Beathard, another <laughs> former 49er. You might get a battle of the former San Francisco backup <laughs> quarterbacks, who, who they, they're both very capable, you know, as long as they get protection. So I, I think the number, again, because everyone is talking about you should bet the under, I, I think they've shaded a little bit too low here. And I'm taking a look at the board for preseason week one, and the highest total I'm seeing is 35 and a half, and... I recognize that in the preseason, it's typically not necessarily one in which we're going to see big giant like 35 to 32 shootouts or anything like that. But I just feel like across the board, this is a little bit too low. Not that I'm saying it should be just a blind bet on all these overs in preseason week one, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities to be able to take some overs in games in which the totals are set a little bit too low. And also keeping in mind the fact that there's now three preseason games rather than four. So you might wind up seeing a few more, and uh, air quotes here, respectable players winding up playing in week one. Uh, yeah, in, in week one, you know, maybe, uh, you know, the starters might play a quarter. Uh, again, you know, the, the Hall of Fame game, is, it's usually even less yeah. <laughs> than that. So, yeah, that's, yeah I, I don't, I'm certainly not saying I'm going to be betting the overs blindly. In fact, I would still say probably... I'm going to be, you know, 80% of my preseason bets, which which isn't going to be a lot, you know, maybe two, maybe three a week, um, are going to still be on the unders because, again, just historically we've seen the the score being lower. So, um, you know, like I said, but there there are definitely I think spots you can uh, kind of pick and choose, and I I think Thursday might be one. Yep, and it's going to be interesting to take a look at these moving forward because it feels like the preseason totals this year a little bit lower than we've seen them in the past and. Dave, I know that something that you've been taking a look at in terms of a game that we both very much know and love of baseball, you've been taking a look at some first five recently. Take me through just sort of what you've been doing in terms of this and where you've been finding some success. Yeah, I mean, first fives, you know, I've dabbled here and there over the years. Um, a lot of times, you know, I would just do that when, you know, my, my full game bets weren't uh, coming in, which they weren't, you know, earlier this summer. 
uh, the spring and summer. So it was looking more at the first five innings. And because I, I think you're you're pretty much the same way, where you usually yep. prefer the full game betting, but uh, but yeah, it's just yeah the dogs are not coming in for the long for the longest time. I was having a hard time finding winners, and uh, yeah, this, this past week though, uh, cashed on several. Uh, I did pit with my uh, best bet in my Tuli Takes Today column that comes out every morning at Beeson dot com. I actually had three pushes in a row Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy, which you obviously get more pushes in the first five because uh, it's uh, you know it's like a halftime result there. But uh, then uh, you know one yesterday uh, with the A's uh, plus one forty, and uh, and also uh, um, with the Rangers, I think it was. I forget. Yeah, the Rangers. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, yeah, so I, you know I swept, I swept them yesterday, and uh, and I've also been. Uh, Making the right calls with you know games where yeah I have the dog in the first five, and then they end up losing the game at the end. But again, you lock up that money uh, if you can just get your starting pitcher to get to get you a you know quality start and uh, get a few runs. And uh, so yeah, today today I did lose with the Marlins. Um, Pablo Lopez got uh, lit up by the Mets, uh, but I did I did cash uh, with the Royals. Uh, Plus uh, 234 in the first five innings against the Yankees, and plus 225 for the game. So still, still was a winning day. And again, I, th- I think uh, you know, again, you can just you know shorten the game, you know, especially with these uh, dogs. Absolutely. And to your point, in terms of the pushes that you're seeing in the first five, if you're getting a lot of money line pushes on the full game, you've got to be questioning your luck with the weather, because really the only way that you wind up getting a money line push is for one. The game didn't wind up starting because they wanted getting rained out or two. The game winds up being like four to four after 10 innings. Rain winds up coming down and it winds up suspending it. So they just wind up refunding bets. So, I mean, if you're getting full full game pushes out of money line, that would certainly be some very <laughs> bad luck there. But you mentioned the Kansas City Royals and that that's a team that it seems like you're looking at for Monday as well. They're going to have Brad Keller on the mound going up against Michael Kopech of the White Sox and White Sox. Right now on the board, you're finding them anywhere between about a minus 158 to a minus 170 overall for the game. But where are you looking in terms of the first five? Because I know that the first five price on the Royals, finding it in that pocket about 140 or so. Yeah, uh, you know, the, one, the one downside of playing first five baseball is that you have a 20 cent line instead of the usual dime line. Uh, so you, you usually um, the plus one, uh, 150 for the game, and you might only be getting plus 40, one plus 140, but that's what I'm expecting with the Royals and Keller tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, the Royals came through for me today, so I feel like I'm playing with a little bit of house money here. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that can definitely get a good start there against the White Sox. Yep, and then you're going to be taking a look at the team that's coming off of Sunday Night Baseball, and typically I like to fade those teams coming off of Sunday Night Baseball. A little bit of a different circumstance here, in my opinion, because you don't have the San Francisco Giants traveling around and on top of that it's going to be a very late game so I mean the fact that the game was a little bit later on Sunday that gets mitigated by the fact that it is going to be a game that has a 645 local time start out there on the west coast and it's going to be the Dodgers going with Andrew Keeney Logan Webb of the Giants and the Giants you'll find them as a home underdog right now for the full game finding it in between plus 115 plus 120 really not finding a first five line on this one probably because the Giants game just wound up wrapping up just a few minutes ago but what are you looking at in terms of this one yeah I was when I was, when I was looking at this uh yeah in doing the show prep 
<laughs> um, oh yeah, I was estimating that I think it'll be plus around plus one ten. Again, we weren't we weren't one hundred percent sure if it will be Webb versus Haney, but uh, looks like, it, like that's what it's going to be. So yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair price. Obviously, you know the Giants have been up and down, up and down all year, but uh, obviously a big series, you know, against the Dodgers. So again, you know, if, if Webb's the starter, I'm definitely going to fire. And to your point on Logan Webb, if you do wind up getting this as the starting matchup, the San Francisco Giants in regular season games in which Logan Webb winds up pitching, they've lost twice at home the last two years when Logan Webb has been on the mound. So that is certainly a trend to take a look at, and we always want to take a look at your trends, Dave, because you do a great job posting them up every single day, what we're seeing in terms of overs and unders, favorites and underdogs. You provide it all and so much more. Thank you so much for joining me right here on The Look At. All right, thanks for having me. Have a great week. Dave always does amazing work, always delivers the goods, and did so right here on The Look At. And coming up next, we were talking a little bit above the baseball card for Monday. Let's dive a little bit further into that Dodgers versus Giants game next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't quite ready yet. I'm sure that there's a lot of smokers and dippers out there that can de- that can relate, and Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, so when you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. With the right strength, the right flavor, at the right time. And if you're thinking about making a change and want to learn a little bit more today, Check out Zin Nicotine Pouches at Zin.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson. Always great to get Dave aboard. He joins me every Sunday here on the lookout. Whenever I'm here, I've been here most Sundays on the lookout. But with that said, every time I am here, it is always Mr. Tooley that joins me delivering the goods and did so once again tonight. So a big thanks to him. And one of the games that we were talking about it's Dodgers versus the San Francisco Giants and just a little bit of housekeeping here for anyone that did wind up having the under or the San Francisco Giants money slash run line. Wind up getting there on both of those. Sunday Night Baseball wound up going final in the first few segments of this show. 4-0. to zero. Giants are able to get it done. Carlos Rodon, seven scoreless innings, and the Chicago Cubs, they were held silent. And while you don't wind up having a team from Sunday Night Baseball hitting the road, you do have a team from Sunday Night Baseball that is going to be going at it in this one as it is 907-908 with the Giants being about a plus-115 to a plus-120 underdog against the LA Dodgers with Andrew Heaney, who's going to be on the mound for them. And Dodgers between about minus-125 to minus-130 and a 7.5 total is what you're finding on this one. And Dave is going to be taking a look at the first five. And I cannot blame him for taking a look at the first five with the San Francisco Giants because if you take a look at this Giants bullpen, it's not been great this far this season, and I really think that they're missing Buster Posey because Buster Posey, we're able to talk about all the offensive production that he wanted to delivering, and that's all well and good with what he was able to do on that front, but 
bigger than that, Buster Posey is just one of those guys that really did the little things. And it's something that you always want to take a look at in baseball. There are just some things that they're not necessarily going to jump out on a spreadsheet that these guys wind up doing. Like Josh Showers, who winds up joining the network quite a bit on shows like I've heard him the last few weeks on the run line. It was not there tonight. It's Femi Obafe along with Adam Burke. They did a great job of holding it down this week, but he always talks about some of those little things like a pitcher being able to keep a ball that wound up barely touching the dirt in play, and that winds up giving the pitcher a little bit of advantage. Buster Posey does all those little things that maybe not even the casual viewer, I mean, let alone a better looking at a spreadsheet, something like that notices, but I mean, the casual viewer winds up being able to take note of that, just winds up giving his pitchers a little bit of an edge. And I think that that's really manifested itself this season because take a look at the San Francisco Giants bullpen. They're currently 26th in the league in terms of bullpen right now. The good news for them is that they didn't have to burn through too much of their bullpen on Sunday because Carlos Rodon winds up throwing seven scoreless innings. And you still have guys like a John Brebbia, Camilo Duvall, Jarlin Garcia. These guys have posted up a sub three ERA, but most of these bullpen pieces for the San Francisco Giants are relatively the same from last season. And last year, they were the number one team in terms of bullpen ERA. Now, the one thing that you've got going for you with the San Francisco Giants, the fact that Logan Webb has been absolutely masterful at home the last two seasons. As over the last two seasons, he has made 24 starts in the regular season. We wind up throwing out the postseason, but he has, in the regular season, actually 23 starts and one long relief appearance. So we'll just call it what it is. The Giants have lost just two of them. The Giants have only lost two times the last two seasons when Logan Webb has wound up pitching at home. And Logan Webb, that bears out in the numbers set. He's just so comfortable at home. He's thrown north of 60 innings at home thus far this season. He has allowed one home run. He's got an ERA that is barely touching two. He has been tremendous. Now, you take a look at the flip side for Andrew Heaney, and it feels like he has found the right Los Angeles team. As with the Angels, he was a hot mess, and let's call it what it is. Darn near everyone when they wind up playing for the Angels are a little bit of a hot mess. But for Heaney, I do think that the numbers are a little bit misleading because, I mean, if you take a look at him thus far this season... He's got a 0.47 ARA, a 0.88 whip, and that's all very much well and good, but this is one of these cases in which we're able to call it a small sample size. He has made four starts thus far this season. As a matter of fact, he has made one start since June 19th, so it's been a while. Half of his starts wound up coming in the month of April, so we have not really seen a lot of Andrew Heaney this season, and when Andrew Heaney really wound up going wrong, that's when he was giving up the deep ball in the summertime. We wound up seeing that Field of Dreams game last season. A lot of dreams wound up coming through thanks to Andrew Heaney grooving fastballs right down the middle. So that was not necessarily so great. Wound up posting up north of five year last season. And I do think that he's going to be doing for a little bit of regression. And he has technically given up three runs in his four starts. Only one of them wound up being earned runs. So a little bit of something to take a look at there. And for the Dodgers, you do have a team that's currently firing on all cylinders. Mookie Betts, he has been tremendous for this team. He's been able to hit 23 home runs. And then you've got Will Smith, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, all giving you between 15 and 16 home runs thus far this season. And Freeman all of a sudden has been able to find himself in the MVP conversation. We'll talk about this a little bit later on. As a matter of fact, probably in a few minutes. But Freddie Freeman right now finding himself in the top three in terms of the odds board to be able to win MVP. I think that that might be a little bit too much love for him because honestly, if I were to give it to anyone on the Dodgers, I would be giving it to Mookie Betts before I would be giving it to Freddie Freeman. But no question, 
he has been able to have a very solid season. But on top of that, Will Smith, he's been able to do a nice job at the catcher spot. Wound up getting off to a little bit of a rough season. Has really been able to shape up ever since then. So got to give credit where credit is due for him. And then you're able to go even down the line. And Trace Thompson has been able to hit well for the team now. Need a little bit more out of Cody Bellinger. You need a little bit more as well out of Max Muncy. Both of these guys hitting a 212 or lower for Bellinger. He has been able to give you a double two amount of formers, but still not necessarily been too terrific. And for the San Francisco Giants, just a little bit befuddling that you don't have a lot of guys hitting for any sort of a gaudy average or anything like that. You don't necessarily have a bunch of mashers on the team either. Jock Peterson right now leading the way with 17 home runs. And he's been not in the lineup for much of the post-All-Star break run of the San Francisco Giants. You do have Terry Estrada. to be able to give you a double-digit amount of formers, but you don't necessarily have a lot of guys that are necessarily guys that are going to be ending the year with 20-plus homers or anything like that, and yet they rank in the top 10 in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They wind up playing in a very, very pitcher-friendly ballpark, and yet even with that, you do wind up having this San Francisco Giants team ranking in the top eight in terms of runs per game and home runs per game, so I found that to be very very strange to just take a look at in general. And then you do take a look at what you're going to be able to get on the just other side in general with these LA Dodgers bullpen. And with the Dodgers, it has been a bunch that has really gotten the production out of, shall we say, the less than household names like Yancey Almonte, for instance, has been able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Evan Phillips has been very solid. And then on top of that, you've got Caleb Ferguson who has come in and held down the fort. Meanwhile, any run line betters of the Dodgers the last few days, not necessarily so happy with what Craig Kimbrell has been able to do for this team. So you've really gotten your ups and your downs. Phil Pickford, who was very solid for the Dodgers last season, he hasn't necessarily been able to do the job. So this is one of the circumstances which I'm going to be taking a look at the team that wanted coming off of Sunday Night Baseball because I do think that Logan Webb is going to be able to land a relatively solid start. And I do think that it is going to be a giant team that is going to get just enough out of him to be able to make this one relatively profitable against an L.A. Dodgers team that they now wind up having to travel from Colorado as well. And something that you wind up finding as well, I talk about sort of the curse of sending a baseball, and I do think that it is something that has been very real the last few seasons, but something else that's very real, these teams that they wind up traveling from Coors Field, going from elevation, and they wind up going back to, shall we say, closer to sea level since these cities are all a little bit different, but they wind up going down from elevation. They wind up being a little bit affected by that as well. So this is one of these circumstances where I do take a look at it and I am going to be going with the San Francisco Giants as a result. I did wind up saying my total right around at 7.2 as well. Heaney has been relatively solid. I see a little bit of regression, but at the same time, I also see a little bit of regression when it comes to the San Francisco Giants lineup. But the way that Logan Webb has been pitching has been nothing short of tremendous. I'm going to be putting my chips in the basket of Logan Webb. I would need at least a plus 115, but darn near every place across the board. I am seeing north of plus 115, so I'm going to be willing to take a shot on the San Francisco Giants, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. And it's going to be a little bit of a motivational game as well because, as we know, trade deadline, it is coming up in Major League Baseball. It's going to be coming up within the next 72 or so hours. So that is certainly something to be taking a look at in terms of the futures market. But if you're really looking for value in the futures market, in my opinion, it's not necessarily on Team X, Team Y to be able to make the playoffs, to be able to win their respective division. And when it comes to being able to bet on pennant futures, You've got to be banking on health, things of this nature, and you wind up having to do that with a lot of different things. But 
Coming up on the flip side, we're going to be taking a look at a little bit of a market that I think has a lot of value because there is one award that many people have been wanting to give this gentleman the award, and I am not so sure if we should be doing so, especially with a man that has gotten very, very hot out there in Atlanta. We're going to be talking about that next right here on The Look At on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Only get down for Scott Seidenberg. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out right now. Start your football season on the right foot as our experts profile all 131 teams, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, you get our best season win bets, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions, and so much more. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is by becoming a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything that we have to offer for the entirety of the football season. And for those of you guys that are fans of pro football, you know what? That guide, it's coming out soon as well. And the only way to get it is by subscribing now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and we were taking a look at what we're going to be getting on the board for Monday and coming up at the top of the next hour. So 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific or 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time as I get my times all confused. 11 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be giving you guys my DK Nation pick on the diamond for Monday. But let's take a look at the odds board right now because with the trade deadline coming up, there's lots of speculation. There's a lot of people are going to be posting up their hot takes like Juan Soto is going to be traded to live golf and everything like that and well let's call it what it is it is all speculation at this point can we see Shoyotani, Juan Soto these guys getting moved sure can we wind up seeing these guys not getting moved honestly more likely than so but that said we need to wind up seeing what winds up happening and where the chips all may fall unfortunately I do not wind up having any inside information for you I much like most are going to be taking a look at Jeff Passan, John Amon, all these guys that do a tremendous job. I'll be able to take a look at everything, trying to get the inside scoop there. But with that said, what we do know is that these two guys are going to be in the running for the National League MVP race, Austin Riley and Paul Goldschmidt. And the fact that Paul Goldschmidt in a lot of spots is still north of, we're going to call it minus 140 right now at Bet Rivers. I'm seeing him right around a minus 143. At last check at BetMGM, he was in the neighborhood about a minus 150 to a minus 160. And this award is not a foregone conclusion. I mean, for one, 
more than anything else, when you wind up taking a guy of this big of a favorite to be able to win MVP, you still have 60 or so games left in the season for a lot of these teams. Some of these teams, a little bit less than 60, but I mean, at minimum, 55-plus games left. If Paul Goldschmidt winds up suffering an injury and he winds up missing some time in August into September, I mean, that right there winds up killing your ticket, and you just never know when something like that is going to pop up. Like, obviously, Paul Goldschmidt has been someone that has been relatively consistent with being able to stay out there on the field in recent years, so that's not necessarily the world's biggest concern with him, but it's a concern with any player in any sort of an award much like this. It's why, unless it just seems like it's a slam dunk like Joey Otani in late August to be able to win the AL MVP last year. He could have missed the entire month of September, and he still was probably going to wind up getting the award. But I mean, taking a look at a award like this in July and laying money like this, a minus 140 plus, it's just not profitable in my opinion. But I mean, the ma- name that winds standing out and mentioned it a little bit earlier, Austin Riley. Now, little bit bitter that Austin Riley at north of 50 to 1 was out there as little as like three to four weeks ago. But I mean, with that said, with what Austin Riley is doing right now, if the voting were to end today on this date right now, I would honestly give it to Austin Riley over Paul Goldschmidt. I recognize that Paul Goldschmidt has that tremendous on-base percentage. I recognize what he's been able to do this season, but you take a look at what Austin Riley has been able to put together. has been nothing short of masterful. The Braves wind up winning by kind of 1-0, to zero, and guess who wound up having the game-winning hit for the Atlanta Braves today? Yep, that's right. Austin Riley, 29 home runs. He's got a 300 batting average. The on-base isn't quite as good as that of Paul Goldschmidt's, but I mean, still, he's still towards the top part of the league. And with Austin Riley, his success is directly correlated with what we've been seeing out of the Atlanta Braves this season. A Braves team that they wanted to begin the first month and a half into even like two months of the season at or around 500. But you take a look at Austin Riley. Going into what we wound up seeing on Sunday, and on Sunday he wound up going two for four, so he actually helps us out a little bit. But going into Sunday over his last 30 days, 21 games in total, guess what Austin Riley has been hitting? 420. He's giving a new meaning to the 420 club because, well, he's hitting a 420 in his last 21 games with 11 homers in 100 at bats. It is absolutely ridiculous what this guy is doing right now. And Paul Goldschmidt, it's not like there's been like any sort of a precipitous fall off or anything like that. Paul Goldschmidt still having a tremendous year. He is still providing right around about a 430-ish on base. He's still hitting in the neighborhood about a 330. So he certainly has been able to do his part. But for Paul Goldschmidt, he winds up going 0-5 on Sunday. Still, team winds up winning by a count of 5-0 to on every baseball player. They're going to have an 0 for 4, 0 for 5, 0 for 3. Insert your 0 for game here. But still, with Paul Goldschmidt, this is a St. Louis Cardinals team that they're going to need him to be able to win the division. And, I mean, especially if the Atlanta Braves wind up being able to do enough to be able to knock off the New York Mets. And even if they don't, with Austin Riley and the way that he has been playing, I think that he should be the MVP award winner right now in terms of the big leagues and all he's been able to do. Now, I know that you're going to be able to take a look and say, oh, Paul Goldschmidt has had a little bit more protection, but I do think that in terms of the Paul Goldschmidt case as well, I know that Adam Burke was talking about this a little bit earlier on the run line, a tremendous show that we do here at Eastern 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time for all things baseball every single Sunday, but I know he was talking about this, and when it comes to awards, it's something that needs to be kept in mind. It winds up going beyond the stats. You can wind up 
comparing one player to another, and you can be like, this player deserves the award because he's got a better war, he's got more home runs, you're able to insert that here, but keep in mind, human beings wind up voting on this, and human beings, they're flawed. We're going to call it what it is. There's no one perfect vote that you're going to wind up getting on anything whatsoever, and I know that it was brought up by Adam that Paul Goldschmidt wound up missing those two games against the Toronto Blue Jays due to being unvaccinated, and it's something that we wound up actually popping up in the NFL. Now, the voter, I'm not even going to give them credit for what they wound up doing, and they wound up saying that they weren't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because he was unvaccinated, he wound up missing a game and everything like that, and I mean, I certainly hope, I hope that that does not wind up becoming the case with regards to this award. It should be based on what winds up happening out there on the field, and even without Paul Goldschmidt in the fold, the St. Louis Cardinals, they wind up going one of one and one in that series. Every baseball player, they wind up getting a couple days off throughout the entirety of the season. Austin Riley's not going to play a full 162. Paul Goldschmidt is not going to wind up playing a full 162. It might have been just a circumstance in which they might have just even planned it out that way, being like, hey, Paul, you're not vaccinated. These are going to be pretty much your next two days off. You're going to have to play the rest of the season. Maybe they wind up doing a little bit of that. We don't know what wound up happening behind the scenes, but you know what? There might have been a case like that as well, but there might be some voter out there because MLB voting in general they have the strangest voters. There are some people that are stuck in the 1950s. There are other guys that they look at absolutely nothing but analytics and they really don't watch the game itself. So you wind up getting the most strange sort of voters of any of these awards that I can really think of. And it might wind up being something that winds up becoming a little bit of a sticking point. Should it? In my opinion, absolutely not. I think that it should be based on which of these guys winds up having the better efficiency numbers at the plate? Which of these guys winds up pelting out more homers? Who winds up being able to have the more game-winning hits? Things of this nature, but it is always something to keep in mind. It's something to keep in mind as well. The St. Louis Cardinals have not been playing necessarily the world's greatest ever since the All-Star break, and this is a Cardinals bunch that if the season were to end today, they would be still in the postseason. They're three games back of the Milwaukee Brewers, but... What winds up happening if the St. Louis Cardinals, they wind up getting either the last seed out there in that National League wild card, or they wind up missing the postseason. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals, I don't think, are going to be missing the postseason. We see this team time and time again. They're just sort of like that villain from a slasher movie. Every single time you think that you've killed the St. Louis Cardinals, they wind up coming back even stronger as you're sprinting away from this slasher villain they are gaining ground on you as they are walking. I mean, it is a case in which the St. Louis Cardinals will not die because they are just that organization. I'm someone from the state of Wisconsin. I know this all too well. So do not think that the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be missing the playoffs. But I mean, in the hypothetical world in which they do wind up missing the playoffs, I mean, that winds burning the case of Paul Goldschmidt as well as if the season were to end today, the St. Louis Cardinals, they would not be in the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Braves, they're six and a half games up of the next closest team in the wild card. And keep in mind, Atlanta Braves, first 45, 50 games of the season, not so great. Austin Riley winds up being great. The Atlanta Braves wind up playing great. So I do think that you've got good value there. And then another little bit of a sidebar to, in terms of the odds board. If you do wind up seeing the LA Dodgers go on some big scorcher to run the second half of the season, honestly, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, they should be flipped around in terms of their odds. Right now I'm seeking, seeing Mookie Betts 
in a lot of places, north of a 10 to 1 in terms of odds to be able to win MVP and Freddie Freeman being the little bit of a short shot. I would have that completely reversed. I think that there's more value on Mookie Betts because he does a tremendous job being able to play the field, does a great job of just being able to impact the game in general and has more home runs. So that's what I'm taking a look at in terms of National League MVP. I think that even though the number has moved, great value on Austin Riley, and there's always great value in being able to take a look at the next day's games. Coming up next, I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick on the Diamond for Monday right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs> 